what we were seeing was very different to what um, the orthodox view was. For example, uh, type 2 O inflammation was present in patients with COPD. No one believed that. They still don't believe that. But it's clearly present. You are listening to Treatable Traits on Asthma. This series is intended for healthcare professionals that are interested in being updated within asthma. You will be updated according to available science and the speaker's clinical experiences. Take time to subscribe for this podcast on the channel you're using so you don't miss out on new episodes. Welcome to the last episode in the podcast about treatable traits in asthma. My name is Professor Vibeke Bagger from Denmark, and with me I have Professor Ian Pervor from UK and Professor Peter Gibson from Australia. The last topic we will discuss is the future of asthma. Let's start with you, Peter. Where did you come from asthma-wise, and where are you going? Uh, that's an interesting question, Vibeke. I remember I was thinking about this the other day. What were the patients like that I was seeing during my training? And they suffered a lot of asthma. It, it was normal for someone to be regularly awakening, have asthma so bad that it woke them at night, and that they would you regularly use, say, short-acting beta agonists four or five times a day. That was that was routine in the clinics where I was uh, seeing patients with Freddie Hargreave over in Hamilton in Canada. Uh, then when I came back to Australia. And there's a lot, lot of asthma going on, frequent hospitalizations. So it's very frequent to see patients admitted with asthma, uh, with, with severe attack. And when I tried to sort of address this issue and looked at what could I offer these people in the clinic, getting them on, what made a real difference was ICS larva. So regular ICS larva treatment really made an end structured asthma care. So written action plans, addressing self-management skills, that made a big difference in reducing hospitalization from asthma. But there was still a group where I couldn't offer very much except for oral steroids. And interestingly, they wouldn't they wouldn't keep appointments. And I'd I'd say to a few people, you know, why don't you come to the clinic? And they'd say, well, you'll only give me steroids and they'll just make me fat. <laughs> so back back then, we, we could implement change for many people with asthma, but there was still a group with severe disease where I had no treatment options that would impact their severe illness. So, Ian... What would you like to to happen before you retire? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just listening to Peter, and uh, you know, I was very much um, part of the same era. And yeah, in 2010, I remember us doing a UK-wide audit of uh, severe asthma centres, and at that point, 40% of the patients we were seeing in severe asthma centres were on regular oral corticosteroids as well as, you know, maximum dose inhaled ICS lab and many other treatments. And the comorbidity linked to oral corticosteroid use was horrendous. And you had this really uncomfortable feeling that 
Oh, whilst oral corticosteroids clearly were helpful in some people, um, you wondered if in, uh, you know, you were actually causing as many problems as you were curing. Um, and so that, that was 2010. That's only 12, 13 years ago. But I, I think going way back, you, so what Peter, um, Peter mentioned working with Freddie Hargreave, I, I was extremely fortunate to work with Freddie as well. And I came after Peter. And what was an incredibly exciting then is that Peter and Freddie had developed a method for measuring airway inflammation that actually worked and that was applicable in uh, most patients. You know, it was non-invasive. So you could actually do this test. And we were beginning to understand how type 2 airway inflammation contributed to the clinical expression of disease. And... Uh, that that opened my eyes. I just thought this this uh, you know I was relatively young in those days. You know, this is an ex this is incredibly exciting because what we were seeing was very different to what um, the orthodox view was. For example, uh, type two airway inflammation was present in patients with COPD. No one believed that. They still don't believe that. That it's clearly present. Um, Many people with even severe asthma had no evidence of type 2 airway inflammation. Well, what are the drivers in these people? You know, what are the mechanisms that's drive, that are driving their asthma? We have no idea. Suddenly, all these research questions emerged, you know, and I went back to Leicester in the UK. I was very lucky to have terrific colleagues. And uh, it was pretty clear that we had to measure airway inflammation and we did it in every patient we saw and we were able to work out patterns and every year I would meet Peter at the international meetings and we would compare notes and uh, over a beer and yeah it, it, it was really exciting it was exciting wasn't it Peter because you were doing the same thing in Australia we, and you know we we could see we have a real opportunity here to move care to a very different place and so to answer your question, and what a, what a really long-winded answer this has been, but to answer your question, where would I like things to be? Well, uh, if we can get biomarker-directed care uh, out there into primary care, that would be a huge thing. And if uh, inhaled steroids uh, were given to people who had a biological process, rather than symptoms in a rather indiscriminate way, that would be a big deal. Um, and if assessing that biological process became part of uh, routine care, yeah. That, that, so those are the things that, that I think we need to deliver. And getting biologics used in earlier patients before they're badly damaged, that would be also uh, a big achievement. Thank you, Ian and Peter. I would like to be a patient in this future if I was asthmatic. It was very nice for all of us to hear and nice to know that so many things have happened since we were young physicians. Thank you for listening to the last episode of Treatable Traits, a podcast sponsored by Sanofi. Mm -hmm.